And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And why are we here? Well, we are here for you. You know, I just got a very nice email letter from a gentleman that I ran into when I was in a Terry Naturally health food store. And he said, Terry, my triglycerides are almost 700, when they should be about 145 to 150 at most. And he was approaching 700. And the doctor was telling him that is extremely dangerous. And his cholesterol was very high. And the doctor was adamant about putting him on statin drugs. And this gentleman refused. I will not go on statin drugs. So, Terry, what do I do? Well, I said, first of all, triglycerides is a type of fat made from carbohydrates and sugar. And that is the most dangerous type of fat for your heart, not cholesterol. So what, what do I do? What do I take? I'll tell you what. Food is your best medicine. And if you reduce the amount of sugar and carbohydrates in your diet, over time, triglycerides and your cholesterol will come into balance. So I just got an email letter from this gentleman, and he said, you can't believe it. I stuck to what I heard from you to reduce sugar and carbohydrates. And I did for three and a half months before I went back to the doctor to see what my numbers were. Terry, you would not believe it. My triglycerides at 700, previously three months ago, are now at 150. And my cholesterol is back to normal. And my good cholesterol is double. My bad cholesterol has reduced by 50%. So the assistant nurse called him and said, you're doing very well. The doctor said, that's good. You know, this gentleman responded and said, well, not to the nurse, but to himself, why wouldn't the doctor want to know what I've done? Why would not the doctor want to learn what kind of diet changes I made that made this astounding response. Doctors don't want to learn. Doctors only want to prescribe drugs. And they originally said that diet would never make any change to triglycerides and cholesterol. Now that just goes to show you that doctors have no understanding whatsoever of diet, nutrition, that can make a difference. Food is your best medicine. So that's why we're here. We're here because we want to help people like this gentleman make changes. And you can make changes as well. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what condition you're struggling with. It can be MS, it can be cancer, 
It can be arthritis. All of these conditions are based on the fact that we are nutritionally starving. Nutritional starvation is the cause of most of these conditions. 98%. You know, I give you 2% that our, our conditions can be based on hereditary conditions or genetics. But 98%. Think about that. We're taking drugs for 98% of the conditions that we are struggling with that are only because we are not getting the right vitamins, minerals, and nutrients and doctor will laugh at this. I know they would, oh my God, Terry, you're crazy. They have no idea. Food is the most perfect medicine in the world. We didn't have drugs millions of years ago. We have only increased drug therapy significantly in the last 50 to 60 years. Everything is based on a drug cures something. And doesn't. No drug cures anything. It may buy you some time. And if you're okay with that, I'm okay with it too. I think everybody should have the freedom of choice. If you choose not to want to get well, that's good. That's okay. I feel bad about it, but I can't, you know, you can't make a horse drink water if they don't want to. And you can't make people change their diets if they don't want to. And let me tell you, all the problems that we have nutritionally, metabolic, excuse me, metabolic disorders, they're not diseases. Our body is lacking nutrients that then cause a side effect that is classified as a symptom of a disease and only the drug companies have been given the okay, the go-ahead, to make a drug for that disease when all those conditions are only based on a lack of nutrients. Our body requires nutrients, vitamins, minerals, accessory food factors that are all found in healthy, natural food. Now, I know that our food is not what it should be today. So I also believe that supplements can make a difference, but food is the foundation of our health. You can't eat a bad diet and take supplements. You can't eat junk and take supplements. If you want to make changes in your life, as this gentleman did earlier in his email, he gave up sugar and carbohydrates, drastically reduced them, improved the quality of his health. And you can do that too. The basic foundation is low carbohydrates. We've only been eating carbohydrates from grains and grain flour for the last 10,000 years. Now that seems like a long time but you have to remember that we have not changed from 3 million years ago. So 10,000 years 
out of three million years is a very small amount of time to make a change on a body that has never changed. We are the same biologically active human as we have been for millions of years. But our diet has changed. We're eating more carbohydrates than ever. Most research has shown that we should be eating about 72 to 75 grams of carbohydrates per day. The American diet is 400, 500 grams of carbohydrates and more for some people. 91% of Americans are overweight. 50% of the world population is obese. You wonder why a virus can kill people? Because we are sick. We are already sick. We don't have the resistance. We don't have the resiliency to fight back from a, an invasion of a virus. We need health to prevent sickness. So something's missing if we are not healthy. And it only comes from food. It doesn't come from drugs. Now doctors, I think, are phenomenal when it comes to surgery, repairing joints that have been damaged so severely that they'll never recover from a change of diet. We can reverse many conditions, but if we already have worn out joints or other organs or glands or damaged them so severely, they could never recover. But you can always, always get better, always get healthier if you want to. And that's all it is if you want to. If you want to eat junk, and you want to have the pleasure of all those desserts, if you want to drink alcohol excessively, all these things are damaging to our body. And then we take drugs that damage our body. Then we take more drugs to compensate the damage from the previous drugs. It's an endless and a merry-go-round of drug therapy. And this is also true for cancer. Drugs that are prescribed to treat cancer, if given to a healthy person, would cause cancer or sickness or death. How do you make someone who has cancer well with drugs that would kill a healthy person? I could never figure that out. When there are natural herbs, supplements, that can make us healthy. And even if you are taking drugs, there are supplements that make those drugs safer that will prevent more damage to the liver and brain or whatever organs and glands and make those, make those drugs more effective at a lesser dosage. So that's why we're here. This is Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally, and we want to provide information for you, and it's up to you whether or not you want to use it, or if you want to discuss it with your physician. That's your choice, 
And if you're on drugs, it might be a good idea if you did so. Because probably you could lower or discontinue many drugs once you have changed your diet and maybe added a few, few supplements. That would make a huge difference in your life. And today, hey men, we're going to talk about you today. We're going to talk about how you can have a better sexual life. How to enhance sexual virility, libido. And should you cut down on sodium? Salt is a healthy part of the diet. Salt, good salt. Not the white refined salt. But hey, we'll get to that in just a moment. And here's some new news about melatonin and multiple sclerosis. Olive oil, to me, is the medicine. Yes, it's a food. But it has so many valuable benefits nutritionally and to reverse, prevent diseases that I call it a medicine. Well, all food is medicine when you look at it that way. And then how do we fight off respiratory infections? COVID-19 and all these viruses have caused a storm, cytokine storm, that causes inflammation. A cytokine storm causing inflammation and in turn may cause death. And then high-fat diet. I love fat. Tastes good. Makes us feel satisfied. Gives us a lot more energy than carbohydrates. And helps us to have the right proportion of weight to body size. And a high-fat diet is particularly good for the brain and the entire body function. How about benefits for people that are daily using curcumin, especially for overweight adults? And then we'll talk about the drug that damages your memory. So we have a lot to talk about today. All kinds of good things to bring you this way, this day. So let's talk a little bit about men and how to have better sexual performance and improve libido and all the other aspects of good health. Erectile dysfunction is not just an old man's problem. Yeah, probably when you're 60, 70, 80, maybe more. Maybe your erections are not as strong and hard. And it's difficult for you to have intercourse. But it's not only now 
that old men have that problem. Researchers in Italy analyzed the ages of men seeking medical treatment for new onset erectile dysfunction. Now get this. One in four. 26% were under the age of 40 that could not have an erection. A number much higher than previously reported that was between 8 and 11% of men under the age of 40. And this has only changed in the last 10 to 15 years. Although younger men have a, well, they have fewer associated health conditions, like diabetes or high blood pressure, that can cause erectile dysfunction, but they are more likely to smoke, drink excessive amounts of alcohol, use recreational drugs, These are lifestyle choices. Folks, we make choices every day. Hopefully you are, your choices are good. But many today, Americans choose a very unhealthy set of lifestyle choices that it can affect sexual function. So what can help improve and support erectile function at any age. And that herb is red ginseng. And red ginseng improves erectile function. Red ginseng comes from a species of ginseng called Panax Meyer ginseng. That includes white and red ginseng. So why does red ginseng come out to be the premier form of ginseng? Isn't white good? Yeah, white's good. Not the greatest. Red ginseng is so superior to white ginseng. While they're both from the same species, red ginseng is slightly steamed or cooked. And that's what causes the red color of the ginseng. But that steaming process increases the active compounds of ginseng up to 17 times better and seven times more of these active jacinocytes, which are the key compounds of ginseng. And red ginseng, by clinical studies, improves the erectile function as effectively as drugs. In results from six randomized trials, including over 300 men who experienced erectile dysfunction, 58% of participants taking red ginseng experienced improvement in some aspect of sexual function versus 20% in the placebo group. Now, you all know the placebo, that is a fake pill. 
So those that took red ginseng improved their performance by 58%, where those that were taking a fake, fake pill improved their functions by 20%. In a study that looked at red ginseng that was highly concentrated for the key compounds in ginseng called ginsenocides, after eight weeks of use, every single sexual parameter that was measured for sexual health improved. Erectile function, sexual desire, frequency of intercourse, and sexual satisfaction. Very powerful results from red ginseng. So what do you want to know about red ginseng? What should you know, I guess? Well, especially when a form of red ginseng is mixed with other compounds called polyphenols, that even improves the results at a higher level. In fact, in a clinical trial, 72%, not 58%, but 72% of participants taking a blend of apple, grape, and saffron containing polyphenols. This is a group of compounds that are found in nature. Significantly improved their scores on a standardized scale of erectile function. Not herbal Viagra. It doesn't work overnight. It doesn't work an hour before you go to bed and expect to have an erection. This is a type of nutritional therapy for erectile dysfunction. And nutritional therapy is not a drug therapy. It improves the quality and health of circulation of your health overall. So how do we have an erection? Well, first of all, we have to have a very healthy blood flow. As blood engorges the penis, it enlarges, gets erect, gets hard. So we need a great blood flow. If you can't have an erection because of poor blood flow, you also have a very poor blood flow to other organs in the body and the heart. So everything has a very insufficient flow of blood. So it takes time, I would say two or three months perhaps, to bring back that blood flow, the ability to have an erection. So it's for daily use. It should be a daily supplement for best results but it has no significant adverse effects. And this is what gives you the best results, no side effects, no adverse effects, and a proper blood flow and improvement of erectile dysfunction. So what about salt? We're off to another subject. Why do we want to cut down on sodium? Should we cut down on sodium? 
Sodium is a nutrient. And we need salt. In fact, we can recommend for people that have cold hands and cold feet, that have hypothyroidism or an other, otherwise an underactive thyroid gland, there are many reasons that salt can improve the quality of our life. But the salt shaker is not the source of your sodium problem. Among other things, excessive sodium increase raises the risk of a stroke. And for each additional 500 milligrams of daily sodium, it increases the stroke risk by 17%. Now this is sodium chloride. That's the white stuff that the little girl with the umbrella is selling. This is not real salt. It's refined and processed salt. Sodium and chloride. And this vast majority of this refined, unhealthy sodium is found in the American diet, and it comes from manufactured processed foods, including sliced deli meats, hot dogs, packaged breakfast cereals, canned soups, vegetables, frozen prepared foods such as pizza. So replace all these prepared foods with fresh meat and vegetables, of course. And then get a good salt source, like Celtic sea salt or Himalaya salt. These are all good choices of real salt. I particularly like to take about a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of salt in the morning in a glass of water, along with some of my supplements. Salt is good for us. We can't live without salt. The best thing to do is to use a good, unprocessed, unrefined salt, and I like it from the sea. Celtic sea salt is salt that is just extracted from the, the sea, S-E-A, and then dried and used in your foods, beverages, drinks. I like to mix it with water. Let it dissolve in water, and I drink at least a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of salt every morning. But avoid the refined and processed foods that I mentioned earlier, the deli meats, hot dogs, packaged breakfast cereals, and what, with that, my friends, we have to pause. We have to allow our station to identify itself. There will be some commercials that you'll be listening to, and I'll be back. So don't go away. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition, back right after these messages. Welcome back, my friends. We're back here with Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. We're about to start the second portion of our program. We'll be here to the top of the hour, so we have about... 28 minutes left to the show. Time to talk about a variety of topics, uh, new topics, new ideas, new news 
uh, that can help as many people as we possibly can help to improve the quality of their lives, the quality of their health, and their vitality. Food is your best medicine. You are the only one that can improve your health. Oh, and you're the only ones that can destroy your health. It's all done by what your choices are. Do you choose a good, healthy diet, or do you like to junk it out? Well, we all have to pay the price of what we do. So let's talk about melatonin. So many people believe that melatonin is only for sleep. But if you read all the research on melatonin, 28,000 studies on melatonin. Yes, 10,000 of those studies are on sleep disorders. But 18,000 studies on melatonin prove that it is a very powerful anti-inflammatory compound, very powerful cancer treatment, also for building and healthy immune system. It goes on and on and on. Great studies on melatonin and how it treats COVID-19, prevents and reverses diseases. And it's one of my books that I just wrote on melatonin. If you want a book that I wrote on melatonin based on the 28,000 studies, you can go to Amazon and look for Terry Lemerond, L-E-M-E-R-O-N-D. Yeah, my name is not always Terry Naturally, but that's my pen name. I use it for my books, my radio show, whatever. But if you look for Terry Lemerond, L-E-M-E-R-O-N-D, on Amazon, or go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and you can buy the books there, either location. But you'll know more about melatonin and why everyone, everybody, should take it every day. Melatonin is also very helpful for MS patients. Over 50% of the people with MS experience sleep problems. Research has found that melatonin levels are lower in people with MS. And today, melatonin is low in everybody. Melatonin is primarily produced by the pineal gland in the brain. And it's released at the time of darkness. When we approach sunset, and the reason to turn on lights, as we are doing today, as soon as it gets dark, we turn on lights. Well, thousands of years ago, they didn't turn on lights. So when it became dark, they went to bed. Well, nobody wants to go to bed when it becomes dark. <laughs> Except probably me. I go to bed about 7.30. But I get up at quarter to four. So I kind of like early night to bed and early rise in the morning. 
I get so much done in the office early in the morning than two or three times more than I would later in the day. But melatonin is produced at, at darkness. But we don't really appreciate darkness. We turn on lights. And then we add more insult to injury by looking at screens, TVs, phones, games that are all a form of blue light that inhibits the flow of melatonin. And from all the researchers, scientific researchers, that have explored and studied melatonin, like Dr. Russell Richter at the University of Texas in San Antonio, he has been researching melatonin for over 40 years. It's a molecule that regulates almost every pathway in our body, especially cancer. Very powerful cancer treatment with melatonin. But there's also new randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trials of 30 people experiencing MS and their sleep disorders. So they were treated with melatonin with three milligrams for three weeks or a placebo for three weeks. Results were that melatonin treatment associated with increased amount of sleep, less fatigue, improved quality of sleep, measured by a standardized sleep score test. Now this is a sleep test, a sleep study. Yes, it does, and melatonin does help improve quality of sleep because melatonin is released at the time when we should go to sleep. Now, the world has changed, but man and woman has not, have not changed. We are the same metabolic, biologically humans that were here millions of years ago. Our bodies are the same, although our lifestyle is not the same. Now we stay up till 10, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. And if we can't sleep, most turn on the TV or they go on their phone, which worsens the sleep cycle. It makes it so far out of balance, it'll never come back into balance. If we don't, if you, if you can't sleep, at least don't get up. Don't turn on TV. Don't look at your phone. If you can't sleep, think of some positive things you want to do the next day or pray. But don't turn on any lights. You stop all the melatonin from being released from the pineal gland. Now, it is associated with the sleep cycle because melatonin is released at the beginning of the sleep cycle. And it should work. But if you want to use it for the immune system or multiple sclerosis or cancer, then use it during the day. 
there are some really good studies with a combination of andrographis and melatonin together, 400 milligrams of andrographis, 5 milligrams of melatonin once or twice daily, was able to reduce human tumors, cancerous tumors, by up to 90% in two weeks. This was an animal study. And now previous studies have found that multiple sclerosis patients are more likely to have a relapse in late winter, suggesting that vitamin D levels also play a role in the progression of this disease. So adding more melatonin, or I should say some melatonin, not every dosage will be the same for all individuals. I take up to 20 milligrams of melatonin in the evening. Some people use 3 milligrams, 5 milligrams. You have to find the dosage that best suits your needs. No one knows that there are, we have 300 million people, we have billions of people around the world. No one produces the exact amount of melatonin. So to take melatonin by supplement or by tablet, we don't know the dosage for all these people around the world. Impractical. You know, medicine is an art, not a science. I like to take 20 milligrams. I take 10 milligrams of a quick-release regular melatonin, a chewable type of melatonin, then I take a 10 milligrams at the same time, so I'm taking 20 milligrams together, only 10 milligrams is quick release, 10 milligrams is sustained release that will be released over a period to five to seven hours through the night. So that's the type of melatonin that is not inhibited. It's continuing to be released through the night. So if you get up at night and go to the bathroom, and I'll bet you one out of every, uh, 99 out of every 100 people going into the bathroom flick a light on, or maybe they have a night light on in the bathroom, and even a night light on for the kids, which stops all the melatonin production. If you've read the book on melatonin, you're going to be totally amazed at how effective it is for all of our diseases and conditions today. Dr. Richter claims that melatonin is a molecule that regulates every pathway in the body. Very, very highly effective. So, especially for MS as well. Now, olive oil. Oh, man, I take two, three, four tablespoons of olive oil a day. And I take it off the spoon. I don't drizzle, well, I do drizzle it everywhere else, do it. I cook with it. And get, please, get extra virgin olive oil. Don't get less. Spend the money to buy the best. Because it'll give you the best results. And that's what you want. When you're thinking about food, this is your medicine. You're buying the best medicine you possibly can if you want the best health results. It comes down to that. 
in olive oil, I don't, the reason I don't depend on it for only drizzling on a salad or whatever is because I don't want it laying all over the bottom of the salad bowl. So I take it off the spoon like medicine. When I have my protein drink in the morning, I'll have two or three tablespoons of olive oil. When I have my lunch, I take another tablespoon of olive oil. In the evening, I take one or two more tablespoons of olive oil. So there you have about at least four tablespoons of olive oil. It does wonders for you. Now, is the Mediterranean diet the healthiest diet in the world? And why should the Mediterranean diet be healthy? Or is it just the olive oil? Or is it just the wine? You know, everybody claims it's because they don't eat meat. Really? Could it not be the olive oil? Could it not be the wine? Could it not be the fruits and vegetables? And they don't eat very much in the way of fruit. A lot of vegetables. Fruits have a lot of sugar. And is it because they walk everywhere? Or they take a bike? I love walking through Europe. Everybody is riding a bicycle. Everybody is walking. I saw a lady walking down the street, going up a hill, with two big bags. She had bags that she could carry by hand. They had straps. They were packed, like must have been groceries or whatever it might have been. And I saw her walking up the hill, and I asked her if I could help her. She was struggling to walk up the hill. No, 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 no. No, she did not want any help. Now, maybe she was a little bit afraid, but she didn't know what my intentions were, and I, we didn't speak really good communications, but she wanted to carry her own groceries. You see women going to the store with bikes, putting all their groceries in the basket. So what makes it, the Mediterranean diet, so healthy? A little bit of everything. But olive oil is one of the biggest. It is so healthy. And now they have proven that it improves kidney function. The kidneys remove waste and fluids from the body, as well as helping maintain a mineral balance, the sodium, potassium, calcium, phosphorus in the blood. Without our, without our kidney function, especially proper kidney function, waste products, toxins would build up, causing swelling, nausea, weakness, shortness of breath, and if untreated, complete kidney failure and death. So researchers looked at the effects of a variety of foods that might help improve kidney function. And what they found that could have an effect of high quality function of the kidneys came from extra virgin olive oil. 
Olive oil affects every function of the body. It's a very excellent omega-9 fatty acid, oleic acid. It has high concentrations of polyphenols. In the research study, after nine weeks of consuming about two and a half tablespoons of high-quality extra virgin olive oil daily, all of the participants experienced increased kidney function, reduced uric acid levels, reduced inflammation by tracking the C-reactive protein and triglyceride levels. It reduced by 14%. All of our diseases, so-called diseases, I call them metabolic disorders, are caused by either driving inflammation or the cause of inflammation. Inflammation is the most damaging process that changes the quality of our life and health. Inflammation, 98% of all diseases are caused by oxidative stress and inflammation. 14% decrease by consuming 2.5 tablespoons of olive oil daily. Now, COVID-19, once the virus became part of the cellular structure, took up a position in the cell of the host, then started its reaction and caused a upper respiratory tract infection and a cytokine storm causing inflammation. So I think also too, the olive oil would be extremely valuable for any kind of upper respiratory tract infections. And then there are certain vitamins that we cannot avoid if we want to be healthy. And because our diet today is a nutritional deficient diet, we are experiencing nutritional starvation our body, is not, our body is not getting all the vitamins and minerals that are required to be healthy. And we need all the vitamins and minerals that are scientifically proven to be acquired by the body. Now, many of those vitamins we do not get. Billions, billions of people around the world are deficient in several nutrients, many nutrients. And they don't have, these people that are deficient, nutritional starving, don't have the resistance and the resiliency to fight back against the virus. And nobody wants to tell the world that vaccines 
would not be required or necessary if everybody was healthy. If everybody was really healthy, well, remember, people, 50% of the world population is obese. That's not healthy. Plus all the other things that we do that have an unhealthy connection to our bodies. If we get all the vitamins and minerals in the required levels of nutrient for a healthy body, we will be healthy. And now they found scientists in England looked for any connection between these vitamins and minerals or, or the dietary intake and the use of supplemental vitamins and the incidence of respiratory infection, COVID-19. They analyzed information from over 6,000 adults gathered over an eight-year period. The results. There was a significant connection between intake of vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin D, and reduced risk of respiratory complaints of all types. All types. That means viral infections, asthma, COPD, and other breathing disorders. Most, I would say 99.9% .9 of Americans are missing certain vitamins and minerals. Vitamins A and E and D may bind to and neutralize specific viral proteins. These protein spikes on the, on the virus. Or they can act by indirectly increasing immune cell activity that stop the virus. Folks, we're, you know, if you, want to, if you want to get a vaccine, that's not my business. Your freedom is to use a vaccine or not use a vaccine and I, I agree with the freedom to choose. I don't tell you what to choose. I'm not telling you you should get a virus, excuse me, should get a vaccine or not get a vaccine. That's your choice. I support that it should be your choice. If you want a vaccine, get it. If you don't want a vaccine, don't get it. That's what I believe in freedom. Making up your own mind as to what you should get and your family should get. But if you take care of your health and you make a practice of getting all the vitamins and minerals necessary in meaningful levels of those vitamins and minerals, which also includes zinc and selenium, it'll strengthen your immune system that you have your own vaccine within your body. My immune system which resides 70 to 80% in the gut, in intestines, stops the virus. It makes the vitamins, excuse me, it makes the necessary compounds, the killer cells, the T cells, the B cells, all of these things that are tools produced by the immune system for a healthy, happy body are made by the immune system. The immune system is like an army that protects the country from invasion by a foreign invader. 
viral infection is a foreign invader, or the virus is a foreign invader that then produces the infection. And as an army uses tools, ships, planes, ammunition, whatever it might be, in order to fight the invasion, our immune system does the same. It has tools, which I already mentioned, the B cells, T cells, all these, all these compounds, I shouldn't say compounds, all of these immune-enhancing cell activity will stop the virus, will stay healthy. Or if you get mildly sick, okay. If I get mildly sick from the virus, okay, it makes my body stronger. It makes my immune system stronger. I'm being inoculated the right way. And that's the way to be inoculated is through the healthy immune function. And then you're inoculated for the next time. You, can, you actually are stronger than the virus vaccine. If you inoculate naturally by being strong enough to resist and fight against viral infection, your body then builds up more ammunition for the next time, better and healthier and stronger, stronger and better than a vaccine. That's my personal opinion. I'm not one to promote vaccines, but if you want to, it's your freedom. It's your choice. Also, talk to your doctor, pray about it, decide what you want to do. But I'm asked that question all the time. Get healthy. But billions of people are unhealthy. Billions of people lack vitamin C, selenium, zinc, and we are unhealthy. We don't have the ability to fight. And with that, my friends, I'm all out of time. But I'll be back again on Sunday, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, to give you more healthy reasons to be using vitamins and minerals and using food as your best medicine. So do something constructive, positive. Cut down on the sugar. Cut down on the sugar beverages. Cut down on the high fructose corn syrup. Get rid of the soda, get rid of the smoking, get rid of excessive alcohol. Eat a healthy, healthy diet. Reduce sugar and carbohydrates. Go out there and walk for 15, 20, 30 minutes every day. Do something positive and constructive to make your a healthy, healthy life. And with that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy, insane world. And God bless you, my friends, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.